All right. Um, I'd like to welcome a good friend of mine as a guest on today's show. Um, Elisha, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. My name's um, Elisha Valladares Cormier. I am a, a huge Yankees fan. Um, been a Yankees fan ever since I, I fell in love with baseball uh, at the age of 10, uh, which was, you know, about, I think, 14 years ago now. And it's been a, a long, windy road. But um, I am happy to be here. I'm happy to talk to you, uh, Luke, and thanks for having me on. For sure, man. Yeah, somehow uh, we became friends, even though I'm a Twins fan. He's a Yankees fan. We, we made it work. We make it work. You remember, you remember uh, in the wild card game, what was that, 20, 2018, 2019, you came over to, to watch the, um, maybe it wasn't the wild card game, but it was Yankees and Twins in the, in the postseason. And yeah. Gregorius and That was 19, yeah. Yeah, it was, I felt bad for you a little bit, but not, in a much more real sense, not really. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, but then you remember when uh, you came over to, you're doing your stadium tour uh, last summer. And uh, I know it's just regular season games, so it doesn't stack up as well. But when we walked off against Chapman with uh, cruising the game winning home run. Yeah, that was, that was it was a really good game. It was, if I had to end that way, it was, that was a great way yeah. to end it. I mean, you're right. It was, the, I think the third game in my five, five games in five cities and five days trip last year. And um, man, that was, that was the last time I think the Yankees were in Minnesota was the, um, was that series. Um, and it, I thought it was going to be a great game because the Yankees were hot. And then uh Roldis Chapman came out in the ninth inning and, as soon as he threw his, his warm-up pitches, it was, it was very clear he didn't have it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, four hard-hit balls, single homer, single homer, Yankees Yankees lost. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess it is that kind of that, just the ebb and flow that we we always encounter through through the baseball season. Yeah. Did we, um, did you watch any of the, uh, the recent series that we ju just finished between the two? I watched uh, bits and pieces, um, mm -hmm. and so, like yesterday, I, I only really watched the last couple innings. Um, I'll be honest; I could have watched more, but I saw they were losing, and I just don't have it in me when they're down that bad to watch bad baseball. Um, so, not that I'm a fair weather fan uh, by any means. I just uh, need to manage my my stress levels to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, it was it was interesting series. You know, the the Yankees, uh, the the big story for the last month and especially the last week leading up to this, it was all about like the you know how good the starting pitching has been because it's been really good. Starting yeah. pitching has been incredibly good, and that wasn't something that I was expecting coming into the season. But uh, then they get to to Minnesota, and you know, three of our our top guys, you know. Uh, nasty Nestor Cortez, you know, Garrett Cole, I think Jameson Tyone started the first game. Mm -hmm. They all got roughed up uh, by, by the twins offense. Um, and, and so that was, we'd kind of been riding that, that wave for a little bit in it and to have it. Uh, I think this is one of the first really great offenses we've played against in a while. Um, and so it was a good test. Um, and, and, you know, obviously those pitchers aren't invincible um, by any means, but I think it's a, it's a real telling sign about the type of team 
these Yankees are that they were still able to come out with um, with a win in the series, you know, two out of three games. Yeah, um, it was definitely an interesting series. You saw the um, you saw the um, how at the beginning of the third game, the Twins hit the uh, three straight home runs. Yeah, that was I mean, it's Garrett Cole. What do you expect? Like when Garrett Cole's hot, when he's doing well, like. I'm all for him. I do not. I, I don't like the guy. I never have probably never will. He's just an overpriced player who relied on sicky stuff to, to be an ace. Now he doesn't even have that anymore. So I could go off, but I will try not to. All right. Also, um, did you see, um, so I'm looking at this article from uh, Sarah Langs of MLB.com. Did you see, um, can you guess how many times that's happened it, since 1900 where a team has let off with three straight home runs. Wasn't it like something like seven or something or, or less? Yeah. This was the seventh time. Wow. I mean, the, um, yeah, the first time it happened was 1987. So pretty much um, it never happened until the steroid era. And then it's happened a few times since then. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, Garrett Cole, that's, that's one of the, one of the reasons I didn't want him on my fantasy team. Yeah, he's going to get yeah. a lot of strikeouts. He's going to throw a lot of innings. He's also going to give up a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want that. Uh, I don't want that on my team. I don't want it on my real team either. Yeah, no, that's fair. Although the nice thing about your rotation is I'm um, just looking at the five guys and their stats is there's just a – they have so much depth, which they haven't had for a while. I mean, you've got Severino, who's back and healthy and pitching really well, and he's kind of more of a power pitcher. And then you have Cole who's also very much a power pitcher. Then you have guys who don't strike out as many people like Tyone and Montgomery who are having great seasons in their own right. I mean, Tyone has only six walks and 11 starts, so he's throwing strikes and getting outs. And, of course, Nestor Cortez has really emerged for you guys too. So that rotation, man, has been really good. Yeah, I think my favorite parts of it have been uh, the Tyone and the Cortez. Like, you know, when, when Tyone came over, he was – a cancer survivor recovering from, from two Tommy John surgeries, which is basically unheard of. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, last year he had shown sparks of brilliance and, and, but, but he had also had some rough spots too, which again was to be expected in in this road to recovery that he was on. Um, But man, this year he has just been unstoppable. Like his, his near perfect game against uh, the angels was just I, I was able to watch a lot of that game and he was just masterful. And then Nestor Cortez, you know, he just he's got the little funky, you know, wind yeah. up that he he um varies, you know, hitter to hitter. He's got soft stuff, but he's also keeping them off balance and striking them out, striking people out. It's not like he's just, you know, throwing ground balls and, and, and inducing like fly balls and stuff. He's also being able to to trick, you know, batters and in, into striking out. And so for me, those two, um, those two guys have been my favorite to to watch from like a, a pitching standpoint. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, and especially with what you said about Tyone, I've always I've always been fascinated by his story, and just he's always had so much talent. He would flash in Pittsburgh, but just he kept getting hurt, and the Pirates probably mismanaged something with his arm that might have had something to do with it. So I'm happy that he's with a with a winning team that knows how to develop pitching 
You know, that's funny. I, I think, you know, there's so many former pirates on the Yankees roster. You know, there's Garrett Cole, there's Clay Holmes, who's just been absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and, and Jameson Tyone, um, maybe there's a couple others, but those three, you know, just reminds me of, you know, the Yankees will like, they'll often have like stretches where another, another team, another major league team is essentially just a feeder team to the Yankees. Like it's basically, you know, like a, a quadruple a team, you know, like the, the A's, you know, when they were in Kansas city and even in Oakland, they, they would, um, kind of just shuttle guys, uh, to the Yankees, um that did not work out evenly for both teams for for both teams we could just say that um but yeah having having um you know these three guys with matt blake as as the pitching coach like it's really unlocked um and uh, a lot of potential that i think you know if they stay healthy which uh you know hasn't looked too bad uh so far this year i think uh it'll be a strong point for them come october yeah that's one of the reasons I think people don't like you guys. I mean, the whole feeder team theory, but it's, it's kind of true when you look at it. Yeah. With the A's franchise and now with the pirates and everywhere else too, I've got to ask you, this is something we can both kind of relate to what were, so we pulled off that trade with the, um, between our two teams with, uh, Donaldson coming to and IKF coming to you guys. And we got Gary and, uh, um, Gio Urshela. So how did you feel about the trade when it, when you first heard about it and how do you feel about it now? Has it changed? Uh, when I found out about it, I think I, I like woke up in the middle of the night to go um, use the restroom. I checked my phone and I had fallen asleep before my, before Chloe, before my wife, and she had texted me a screenshot of the trade. So it was the first thing I saw when I woke up in the middle of the night and I, it's a good thing she was asleep because otherwise I would have been ranting and raving. I was not a fan of it. I thought, you know, Gary Sanchez is such a high level, even though, you know, I've had my, my gripes with him uh, during his time in New York. Like he, what a lot of Yankee fans forget is if you look at the catching position as a whole, you're not going to find a lot of offensive catchers like Gary Sanchez. Like even with his struggles, he's still one of the top offensive catchers in the game or has the potential to. And so I was not a fan of giving him up and, and Gio Urshela is just, you know, has a very special place in my heart. He's a great defender. He, he can handle the bat. Um, I really liked his enthusiasm. Um, and so mm-hmm. then to see what we got back, you know, uh, with, with um, Josh Donaldson, who I'm not a terribly huge fan of to begin with. And then Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and then to know within just a matter of hours or days that the reason this trade was made was so that the twins could sign the shortstop that the Yankees should have been going after. I mean, I was just, I was furious. Uh, I, I was beside myself um, because did we really upgrade anything? You know, maybe the defense a little bit, but I didn't expect the offense. Um, I, and I, I don't really think that, we have upgraded that much in the office. I think it was mainly a defensive upgrade, but it's, I have been impressed with how it's worked out. You know, the Donaldson stuff, you know, still not a huge fan of, of, of him. I think he's come through in some big moments, but he's left a lot um, lacking. I would say Um, haven't seen too many of those bringer of rain moments from him, but IKF, I, 
it's it's he's really similar to you know like uh um Andrew Velasquez who who we lost to the to the Angels or or to Gio Urshela he's just he's a very happy guy he's happy to be a Yankee he wants he's wanted to be a Yankee um and and we've seen that with a couple other guys too like uh Jose Trevino the the catcher you know these are our guys who were lifelong Yankees fans and they're finally they're getting a chance to put on the pinstripes and it's not like this commercialized moment like when Garrett Cole you know, signed, he, you know, said, I've been a Yankee fan my whole life. Here's a sign I held, you know, at Yankee stadium when I was a kid, it's not like that. Like these are, these are kids um, who were obsessed with baseball uh, as fans and, and they're, they're essentially bit players, but they've made their way to the Bronx. Yeah. Um, And so to see IKF kind of blossom, he has not been the offensive uh, or the, the defensive um, person I thought he'd be. He's made a, a few more misplays than I would have expected for someone who was as hyped as he was. Um, but I think at the end of the day, because of how that trade uh, played a role in the formation of the rest of the Yankees team, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think I'm happier. I'm definitely happier with the trade now than I was when it was made. Um, so I, I'm very happy with the, the the makeup that it's left on the team. Yeah. From my perspective, I'm also – I was really happy when it happened because I knew that, hey, we're trying to unload salary for with Donaldson so we can get uh, Correa. And it made sense because we've got guys like Jose Miranda who, even if Rochelle is not our long-term third baseman, we have prospects like Miranda who are going to fill that hole eventually. So it didn't make sense to have Donaldson in his massive contract at the time. And uh, yeah, I, I personally, I thought Gary Sanchez has at least been improving behind the plate. He's not as bad as I feel like the press and lots of Yankees fans made him out to be. And he's not, he's not going to be our best hitter, but he's a good supporting guy in a lineup that has like, like we need to lay on like, um, Buxton and Kepler and Polanco to be our main guys. And uh, then Sanchez is a good supporting bat. Do you um also just with what we know now about Josh Donaldson, I mean, I'm not, not talking about maybe the Tim Anderson stuff specifically, but just his um twins fan twins players have cited without saying his name specifically that there's better chemistry and better culture in the locker room since, uh, since that trade happened. Do you do you think that that has something to do with Donaldson, or do you think that this is all getting blown over just because he and Tim Anderson had that beef? Well, I think that um, I think that Josh Donaldson and Garrett Cole are very alike. They're very like you know competitors first and foremost, mm-hmm. and that's all they care about. And they're going to do anything they can to get an edge uh, on the opponent or or get under. Um, get under their opponent's skin. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's not always a great, you know, personality or whatever to have in a, in a clubhouse, like say somewhere in, uh, in Minnesota where, you know, I think maybe that mindset is, it, it fits more in like, say New York, mm-hmm. um, but maybe not so much in, in a Minnesota clubhouse, which, you know, all due respect, not always a great team, yeah, not always a great division. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that competitive mindset maybe has more of a role, uh, plays more of a role or is more welcome in a New York 
Um, whereas in, in Minnesota, maybe it comes off as standoffish or, or toxic even, you know, because you can only expect so much out of, you know, what you have. And if you have unrealistic expectations, um, or if you feel, because when, when you, all you care about is winning and that's the way you carry yourself. If, if your teammates aren't necessarily playing well, you, they could feel, you know, maybe they start to take a little bit of offense, to the attitude that you're carrying yeah. um, and, and think that you're holding it against them. And maybe he is, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of, I like, I, I, I get both sides of, of his, his personality and, and the, the type of person he is in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does tend to be a little toxic. Um, I, I like more like the, the Aaron judges and the CC Sabathias of the world mm-hmm. um, yeah. as clubhouse leaders. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's working out and better for him now than it was in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, the other, the other thing is, is there's not a whole, you know, when you look at the Yankees clubhouse, there's so many people that can be looked at as leaders, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, first and foremost, it's Aaron Judge, you know, hopefully a captain to be. But, uh, you know, it's it's a lot easier for that type of attitude to hide, if yeah. that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, in New York, whereas opposed to, to Minnesota, where there, there just aren't as many big names. It's just a fact. Yeah. Also, just, yeah, I mean, the culture out here in the Midwest, it's a little, um, you know, we're not as you've heard the term Minnesota nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just very much like, Oh, don't say directly that you're mad or don't be super aggressive. It's just not what people do up here. So I personally, I, I love Donaldson's competitive energy. So, but the thing is, is that, yeah, in an environment like Minnesota, that can definitely come across the wrong way. And there's a difference between being really competitive and also then being, being an asshole. Right. So you have to, if he, if he, um, if he's crossing that line, then there's a problem, but yeah, I don't want this to turn into, Oh, we should demonize this guy because he's competitive, but if he's not, if he's being a bad teammate, then that's a different story. That's something he needs to work on. Right. Yeah. But yeah, in that Yankee clubhouse, you've got leaders like judge um, Rizzo. um, Some real veteran personalities. Yeah, keep things in line. Uh, Lemayhew, even the uh... you know what's really kind of struck me about DJ is he's shown a lot more emotion this year than I've seen from him. You know, the last two or three. Yeah, like he's he's a pretty stoic guy, but now mm-hmm. you know there's been a couple times where he's hit big home runs and he like un- unleashes like a, this little fist pumper or fist pump or whatever as he's running the bases, which is mm-hmm. just a different type of of you know on field emotion that that I seen previously and i'm all for it i think you know and and maybe we're going to get to this later but like every year i watch the yankees and every year i feel like i'm following them closer than i have any other year before Mm -hmm. and and every year i feel like they're going to be better i'm 2020 and even last year so all right let me take that back you know not every year do i feel like they're going to be better than last year but i think about you know like 2019 and 2017 and how excited I was for those teams. I feel like I'm even more optimistic and more excited about this team um, because of the, the energy, because of the, again, that clubhouse presence. Like, I don't think you can underestimate 
uh, you know, the, the presence of, of a DJ, a judge, you know, even Garrett Cole, Anthony Rizzo, um, the, the chemistry um, in that clubhouse right now is just off the charts. I, I was saw this article on, I think, MLB.com uh, just yesterday where Jose Trevino, the, the catcher, he's like kind of responsible for giving the like the WWE champions belt to the player of the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And after a game, just recently, um, he was getting ready to present it. And right before he was going to present it, or as everyone was kind of assembling, um, Rizzo kind of leaned over to him and said, hey, you know, how about Chappie? You know, how about how about Chapman? Because, you know, Chap- uh, Aroldis Chapman is not a too great of a stretch. Uh, he's on the mm-hmm. injured list right now. He's He could be losing his closer job to, to Clay Holmes. He hasn't been lights out. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but he had gutted through with this, this save, um, that would, that hadn't been easy at the, the game that had just ended. And, and so Rizzo was like, we should recognize that, you know, and, and he's, he's struggling right now and he's, he's still giving us, uh, his best and, and he came through for us. Uh, and so he, he ended up getting the player of the game belt. Um, and I think that just speaks to a lot of like the unselfishness, the collaborativeness, again, the, the chemistry that's in that clubhouse, which I think pays, real dividends um, in the on-field product. Absolutely. I mean, I love to hear that, whether it's my favorite team or my least favorite team. It's I'm. It sounds like that the Yankees are really looking out for each other in the clubhouse and that culture, that team-first culture is there, which in a, in a market like New York, it is very easy to get caught in your own celebrity and all the fame that you're getting as an individual. But to see everyone kind of banding around, we're a team, I mean, that's what you want to see from any team in any market. You just got to be loose, you know, like yeah. there was, there was last week, there was a game that got rained out and within minutes, within like a half hour of the game getting rained out, Anthony Rizzo was at the New York Rangers game mm-hmm. watching the yeah. game, you know, you know, they're, they're not, they're not being uptight. They're just playing baseball. They're playing good baseball, mm-hmm. best baseball in the league. Um, and it's just remarkable to watch. I think, I think we're in, you know, there's something really special in the works this year. Who knows what October will bring? I mean, October is very fickle. Um, yep. As as I've come to learn in in recent years, but you know, never say never. You know, it's there's a reason why. Um, you know, you get three strikes, not just two. Yeah. It's funny too because I figured um, at the beginning of. Uh, I think this was a, during spring training is when Cashman did his whole interview about how, so Brian, why haven't we won a championship yet is since 2009. And he said, well, it was stolen from us by the Astros. Remember? And right. I was thinking, Oh boy, here go the Yankees again with like the whole Ash with the Astros scandal living rent free in their heads. And it's going to be another year of just love good baseball, but just uh failed potential and, ultimately coming up short, but they seem to have really shaken that off. Like they're not acting like they're under that shadow anymore. Yeah. You know, there's this kind of realization where, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019 was all about the baby bombers. Mm-hmm. You know, the baby bombers are going to be this new core um, for the Yankees. that's going to bring home multiple championships. Well, that core is like dissolving, you know, mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez, a baby bomber, no longer a Bronx bomber, you know, mm-hmm. 
Labor Torres is on his last rope here because uh, of the last couple of years he's had. Um, you know, Aaron Judge is heading into free agency. Who knows what that's going to bring? Like, this is their shot. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you at some point, you have to stop licking your wounds and just go for it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I, the last time the Yankees won the World Series, so technically speaking, they've won the World Series four times in my lifetime. But I didn't become, you know, I was born in 1998. So those first, you know, three years, like, I have no memory of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I didn't become a Yankees fan until 2008. And mm-hmm. when they won the World Series in 2009, I, I wasn't the type of fan that I am today. And so I've never been able to see them win a World Series and celebrate it, you yeah. know, and really just like go nuts. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I want I want that. I want that that feeling. I know, you know Aaron Judge wants that feeling, too. He wants to be a Yankee for life. Um, yeah. I want him to be a Yankee for life. But this is the year that he's got to that everyone's got to show that that's possible. What's yeah. possible when, when we have people like Aaron Judge and Gleyber Torres and Anthony Rizzo and Garrett Cole, and you just go on and on. Yeah. Dang. See, at least um, that's me with the twins with winning playoff games. Cause last time they won a playoff game, I was five. So I don't remember that. <laughs> it's rough up here, but we're a, uh... Yeah, we're we're um, staying loose too. I mean, it's I don't know if you've looked. Our pitching, our starting rotation has been absolutely ruined by injuries. We're missing yeah. four of our original five starters right now. Wow, and that one sucks. of them, one of them for the year, and yeah, but we're still winning games. It's mainly because of our offense. As now, what what are what are the standings right now? Oh, you guys are. In- in first place, huh? By three games. Yeah. Over the yeah. Indians? That's crazy. I just got to say, the American League Central is a garbage division. It is a garbage division. The White Sox have been – everyone was saying this is the White Sox division. Like, White Sox-Yankees is going to be the um, the ALCS. Like, that was everyone's – like, that was the favorite pick. And the White Sox have been shooting themselves in the foot all, all year. And honestly, I'm super happy to see that. I – well, you know who guy. was, you know who was surprising to me is, is I, I thought the Tigers were gonna, you know, maybe they weren't gonna make the playoffs, but I thought they were gonna show some, you know, really make a run for, you know, yeah, like, like second or or even first place. Who knows? Um, especially in that division. And so I've just, I, I was really surprised. I've been really surprised at their lack of performance. Um, you know, I've I've been able to go to a few Tigers games because they're relatively close to me, and yeah. it's you know it's a it's a nice ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Miguel Cabrera uh, and all the milestones he's reached recently, but he's also you know he's not going to be around for too long. And you just you just want to see like winning baseball, you know? Yeah, yeah the, especially uh, especially for them because they haven't really done much since uh, for about five years now, at least been kind of brutal up there but yeah um i think we all kind of bought into the uh, javi bias hype a little too early and thought that oh yeah they're ready to win and win now they're they're still based on how the season's been going they're still a little bit of ways away from doing that yeah so first couple weeks of the season i thought you know this is the, this is the thing that they're missing yeah. they're really going to make a run because he he was doing pretty he was pretty hot yeah, um they got hurt and, and that's not the case uh right now yeah so yeah all right um 
Got to wrap it up soon. Um, I guess I'll ask the last question. Um, staying on the topic of divisions, the American League East is really a really tight division. Um, you've got Toronto and Tampa Bay. Perennial, well, Tampa Bay is always a contender. Toronto's really reloaded and looks really good this year. Boston's gone really hot recently after a slow start. And Baltimore is still not even close to being a playoff team, but they're not really a complete doormat anymore. They can actually... They're actually showing a little bit of competition in their games. So what team do you think in the American League East is going to be the toughest, the biggest thorn in the Yankees side for the rest of the year? I, that's that's a hard one. I, yeah. Whenever we play another AL East opponent, I just, my stomach gets a knots because the Yankees just, in the last couple of years, that's who they've choked against. Like they, mm-hmm. can, they, they couldn't even beat the Orioles last year. Um, and so I, I don't know, like, I think, you know, it's probably either the Rays or the Blue Jays, uh, especially away games in those stadiums are just, yeah. especially, I would say I'd probably give the, you know, give it to the, to the Rays, you know, going to Tropicana Field, not a good feeling for, for a lot of Yankees, not a good feeling for a lot of Yankee fans. Um, and they're just a gritty team. Like they do yeah. money ball better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um and and so they they always seem to find a way to beat the Yankees or grind it out. And and so far this season, that hasn't necessarily been the case. Like the Yankees did lose a series to Baltimore, but they've lost like three series the entire year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so so far this year, they've done really well against their AL East opponents. And uh, provided they stay strong, I think that would that'll continue mm-hmm. um and hopefully you know they kind of can shrug that off yeah no if i was in your shoes i would definitely say the race too just because on paper and on the balance sheet this shouldn't be a contest the yankees payrolls multiple times the, the size of the rays and you know the yankees have all the big names but the rays just find the way to get the most value out of their players so whenever the yankees play the rays you're thinking this shouldn't be so hard, but it is. Right. But yeah. But yeah, that's that's a very good division. I'm uh, excited to see how it plays out. And hopefully we just, the Twins keep getting lucky with every other team in the Central being terrible or not. It'll great. be a fun summer. It'll yes. be a really fun summer. It will be a fun summer. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up uh, there. Thanks, Elisha, for your time tonight. Thanks for having me, Luke.